0: Good evening and welcome to the Casually Critical Entertainment Awards. Tonight, awards will be given out by individuals of questionable qualification. These men have pretentiously procured the optimal and the abysmal of this year's reviewed media in order to beat the dead horse one final time. (laughs) And now, without further ado, your hosts, Daniel Carpenter and James Newton. Thank you, narrator. Good evening, and welcome to Casually Critical's 2019 Entertainment Awards, our version of the Oscars. Stick around at the end to hear about some exciting updates in store for season two. So uh, this episode
1: is going to be a little bit different from your standard issue Casually Critical episode. Uh, We're going to be listing off some awards based on movies that we have reviewed in the previous season. Completely spoiler free. Yes, and this is our season one. So uh, even if you haven't listened to every single episode, um, just feel free to tune in, um, just hear some thoughts about what we what we thought about this uh, first slate of um, movies that we reviewed. So uh, we'll be starting off with some bite-sized awards, which are just some quick random ideas that we had for awards that we thought would be kind of fun. And then uh, we'll sort of get into the nitty gritty with stuff like outstanding achievement in acting, best franchise entry, um, best animation feature, And our personally given awards. Um, There are a few others in there that we'll go into. But, yeah, that's what it's going to look like. We're going to try and keep it short and sweet for you this evening. Uh, We know you guys have to get to bed. It's kind of late. Daniel and I have been in these suits for quite a while. And uh, most of the crowd has had too much champagne already. So here we go. I'm excited. Starting with our Bite sized Awards.
0: Our 2019 Meme Fodder Award goes to (laughs) Joker. If you've seen him dancing on the stairs, then you already know that this is the meme fodder of the decade so far. this isn't
1: exactly the most serious notes to start things on, but uh, it's true. Joker's, Joker's
0: memes are everywhere. Okay, up next we have the most memorable scene. And for us, that's the bathroom dancing scene from Joker. If you haven't seen it yet, you really should. This scene in particular really solidifies Joaquin Phoenix's
1: performance as a terrifying enigma is he human is he snake what is he (laughs) our third bite-sized award goes to best action scene which was won pretty quickly by fighting Thanos on Titan in Avengers Infinity War
0: every single fight on Titan you might you know there's no specific one here they're all good Next we have our most cringe-inducing moment which goes to If Only Marla Could See Me Now Flossing from Playmobil the movie. Feel free to watch our episode because you really shouldn't need to see this movie. Yeah, just listen uh, to the episode. We talk all about it.
1: It's, it's full of evil <laughs> and hate. So yes. the next award is a special one. Uh, it's called the Tearjerker Award and it goes to the goodbye scene in How to Train Your Dragon, The
0: Hidden World. All of the feels there, all the feels. Next, we have our Most Confident Award. This one goes to the movie that we felt was the most confident. We talk all the time on the show about creative confidence being a plus, and this award had to go to Swiss Army Man for taking all the risks. Do all of them pay off? Not really, but it takes the risks, and it is inspiring to see such a
1: unique style. You sort of get the feeling that The makers of this movie sort of did whatever they wanted to do and uh, sometimes that's great and sometimes that's really terrifying so our uh, our next award is the good on paper award uh, which basically means it it was a movie that had a lot of potential but was not executed well
0: Uh, and that goes to the incredibles 2. next up we have our lemonade award this one we define as a movie that executed a very difficult premise rather well And it goes to Jojo Rabbit. Because let's be honest, when you're making a satire about Nazis and your main character is essentially a white supremacist.
1: And Hitler is on every single piece of advertising.
0: It's not very easy to do, but Taika once again flexes his directing expertise and gives us something to truly cherish. True, true. Well, the next award
1: is uh, one that nobody asked for except for Daniel and I. It's called the Casually Critical Fan Club Award, uh, which basically means it's the movie that Daniel and I only like and not many other people (laughs) like very much. It goes to M. Night Shyamalan's Glass.
0: Yay, Glass. Yay,
1: Glass. We love it.
0: Such an underrated film. If you
1: hate it, that's okay, but we like it.
0: Yes. Glass, welcome to the fan club. (laughs) Yes. Next, we have an award that James and I just loved creating and thinking of. <laughs> <up>. It's our... <laughs> this is our dear friend, the Marketing Team Creative Influence Award. This goes to a production of entertainment that seemed to have a lot of directing, not from the director per se, but rather from the good old people over at their marketing department. And the award for this season goes to Frozen 2. Disney's sequel to their money-making juggernaut and decent film Frozen.
1: I can think of at least 15 quality toys that would come out of that movie, Daniel. Probably more.
0: At least. Yeah. And if the character changes the shirt at one point, I mean, that's another toy for you right there. Right,
1: right. You got all kinds of options. I'm excited to get my my Sven wearing... Oh, shoot. That's not <laughs> a person. Uh, um. <laughs> so our next award... Um, you know, whenever you just like, you just don't do anything well, but you just want to, you want to pat them on the back for trying, uh, <laughs> this is called the Participation Award, uh, and it essentially goes to the most forgettable film that we have reviewed to date, uh, and that goes and that to- that includes by us. Yes, yes. And that film award goes to Justice League.
0: Yeah, as soon as we walked out of the theater, most of it had already been repressed and then forgotten by James and myself specifically but we're willing to bet also a lot of the people that saw it dust in the wind alright guys so that ends our bite sized awards little fun things we had little fun awards we had fun making but the fun has really just begun because now we're on to the big awards these awards celebrate achievements in acting franchise installments dumpster fires and our most coveted award the achievement in storytelling And for those of you that have participated, stick around for best itch to pitch coming in at the very end. So to start, we have outstanding achievement in acting. This award goes to an actor or actress that truly blew us away with their performance. And the winner is James McAvoy from glass. James McAvoy plays not one, not two, but over 20 different characters, which I will list for you now. Patricia, Dennis, Hedwig, The Beast, Barry, Heinrich, Jade, Ian, Mary Reynolds, Norma, Jalen, Cat, BT, Kevin Wendell Crumb, Mr. Pritchard, Felinda, Luke, Goddard, Samuel, and Polly. It communicates volumes to the two of us that if all you have to do is configure your facial muscles and we'll know exactly what character you're currently playing, that deserves a tremendous spotlight. It's all about those subtle posture changes. Exactly. James, would you like to, uh, tell them our honorable mentions? Absolutely. There are a couple other, um, performers that,
1: uh, we thought did very excellent this year. Um, so the first one is Scarlett Johansson, uh, for her appearance in Jojo rabbit. Uh, she mm-hmm. played Rosie, the mother, um, just thought all around. She was a, a really excellent character. Um, mm-hmm. Well-rounded and quirky enough to fit in with uh, the rest of the characters in the film, but also just just serious enough to to captivate the audience in those more um, those more somber moments. And secondly, of course, we have Joaquin Phoenix uh, for his performance in Joker, uh, playing Arthur Fleck, completely unforgettable. Uh, so our next award is for the best franchise entry. This award goes to the best sequel reboot prequel or spin-off of an established franchise and there were a lot of those in this last oh, yeah. season of reviews that we did daniel so the winner of that award goes to avengers
0: infinity war thanos really carries this movie which is saying a lot because it features so many characters that we've come to love throughout the years although there was one honorable mention we felt very closely trailed behind infinity war but didn't quite make the cut And that honorable mention of best franchise entry goes to How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. It isn't easy being the second sequel in an established trilogy, especially one as beloved as How to Train Your Dragon, but the creative team really pulls it off here, nailing a lot of very difficult emotional beats. Next up, as an opposition to Best Franchise Entry, we have our Franchise Killer Award. <laughs> this award goes to the worst sequel, reboot, prequel, or spinoff of an established franchise. I'm not going to waste your time. The winner is Justice League. No honorable mentions. May- None necessary. Dishonorable mentions. I Playmobile, let's hope it never becomes a franchise.
1: Oh gosh, don't even hint at it. But yeah, Justice <laughs> League, you know, you breathe in. And then you breathe out and then it's gone. It's like, what movie? What? What's the name of the villain? What does he look like?
0: Wait, they were all, they all crossed over? Wait, who? You know your franchise is in a rough spot when three of your five main characters haven't even had a chance to be known by audiences beforehand. Right.
1: So that leads us to our next award, uh, which goes to uh, the best animated feature that we have reviewed yet. And uh, the winner of that award is uh, The Incredibles. What? Wow. Wow. (laughs) watch the dang movie do we need to say anything else no
0: moving on (laughs) no we don't guys we're getting towards the end of our awards here Uh, this episode has gone by very briskly but now we're into the bigger sections these awards at least to james and myself storytellers that really care about how a story is told these carry a lot of weight for us and before we honor the best perhaps it's time we acknowledge the worst Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our Abomination of Storytelling Award. This award goes to the feature film of this year that brought shame to the world of cinema. And the winner is Playmobile the movie. There is no movie that made me tense up more. No movie that made my blood pressure rise to astronomically unhealthy levels. No award that made me contemplate why I even study this art in the first place than this hunk of garbage.
1: Yeah, enough said there. So this next award we have here is the Achievement in Storytelling Award, uh, which basically is the casually critical stamp of approval. It's the movie that um, just does an excellent job of balancing all the things that go into creating a a good story uh, in cinema. And uh, an important note is that the Achievement in Storytelling Award uh, exists outside of the world of The Incredibles. Uh, We love The Incredibles a lot, and it's just not going to be on the list for this one because it just wouldn't be
0: fair. This is our equivalent of Best Picture, and the winner for Achievement in Storytelling goes to... Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. So Jojo Rabbit
1: uh, had everything going against it. Uh, this, This film has been bounced around multiple times by different film companies, and Taika Waititi finally got it made. And... It succeeded in so many ways um, it was funny it was charming it was heartfelt it um, had a really great message that was not too heavy-handed uh, a lot about just sitting down and having good conversations with people really bring you closer together and help you understand each other um, which is just a powerful thing to learn uh, in this day and age
0: yeah and just piggybacking off that this movie had so much of what we love in our stories. It had an appropriate amount of risk-taking and confidence in it, but unlike Swiss Army Man, there were a lot more risks that we felt paid off. There's a bigger payoff here. Taika Watiti, if there was any doubt that he is a competent director, then this should completely eradicate those doubts. Uh, he knows what he's doing. Jojo Rabbit is... It's a story that is very relevant today, especially with our political and social society being what it is, and yet the message it brings does not feel heavy-handed or politically biased in the slightest.
1: Yeah, and if we watch this movie, you know, in 10 years, it's still going to be just as powerful because the message is is going to be relevant then, too. It's not, it's not a timely message.
0: It's just more appropriate um, as time has moved forward. Indeed. And now it's time for our honorable mentions for Achievement in Storytelling. And uh, this time, we're going to present our own options, kind of our versions for second place. James and I both agreed Jojo Rabbit would be the winner, but we also had our personal picks that we felt would be a strong second place. So
1: let me go ahead and read the definition of Achievement in Storytelling, because I did not include that. Um, It's important to clarify, this award goes to the feature film that broke new ground in storytelling and inspired countless artists and moviegoers. So this is an influential movie that had a huge ripple effect in the film industry.
0: Uh, So for me, I picked Joker. At first glance, you wouldn't expect it to be something that breaks new ground in storytelling. Uh, We already have several R-rated superhero movies. We already have many dark and gritty films that have come out about superhero properties. And yet, this movie stands on its own, uh, not just because of Joaquin Phoenix and his amazing performance, but the level of risk and confidence that went into this story, especially because it does something incredibly controversial, at least potentially. It takes a beloved character, or at least characters, the Wayne family, and without spoiling anything, it does something a little bit different with them that is very risky, very hard to pull off. but. Uh, I feel that it did an excellent job in many different areas and deserves second place honorable mention. And my
1: vote for honorable mention went to Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Not that it's my favorite movie, not that I think that it is particularly more excellent than other movies, though it is a very, it's a very solid movie. I would say that this movie broke new ground in the sense that uh, it gave film companies everywhere uh, the biggest corporate franchising dream. Of how is it possible that we franchise uh, that we manage so many characters within a franchise at once, and they answered that question very boldly and very simply. They followed the villain throughout the whole story. The villain was the main character and had the most screen time in Avengers: Infinity War. Um, and because of that, they succeeded in in this massive juggling act that would be overwhelming to anybody. Uh, the Russos um, are a very versatile pair of director-producers. And not only was this a feat in directing, but also a feat in producing. Um, There were a lot of resources that had to be dealt with in this movie, and they did it well. And this movie made billions and billions of dollars, as everyone predicted, and it did it with flying colors. Um, This is not a movie that you can easily find plot holes in. This is not a movie that um, feels like it wasn't earned in any way. Um, it's, Mm. It's a culmination. Of a lot of
0: things uh, and is capstoned very well with avengers endgame to follow if you get an uneasy feeling in your stomach that's because it's time for the big guns this is our creative dumpster fire reigning champion now this award is a little bit different than all of our other awards in the sense that it is very much a championship award this is not an oscar-esque award uh The way we've defined our Creative Dumpster Fire Rating Champion is, it's an attempted work of art that makes one muse if only Marla could see them now. This mistake of a story managed to somehow birth itself in the writing room and tarnish the entire entertainment industry all at the same time. We're honestly not sure which of these feats is more impressive. This award goes to the worst this award goes to the worst film reviewed by Casually Critical thus far. Winners can hold the award for multiple years. To no one's surprise, the winner is Playmobile the movie. While this may not be very exciting, just wait. By the end of Season 2, we're going to be doing this again, and perhaps 2020 will birth some worthy competitors. Who will win? Who will beat our first-ever champion, Playmobile? Who is the stinkiest? And it's not partic- its not an answer I particularly want to find out the answer to, but <laughs> here we are. All right. So that leads us to our our
1: um our last official award. Um, mm. <laughs> this is the best itch to pitch. Um, and for those of oh, you who finally, don't, finally
0: something something good to discuss. Yeah, yeah,
1: that'll this will um uh, this will cleanse your palate, Daniel. Don't worry. For those of you who don't stick around to the end of our episodes, Itch to Pitch is a feature on this podcast uh, where fans um, submit film ideas and we discuss them. And uh, so there have been probably 15 um, pitches that we have discussed, and we've had a lot of fun with all of them, and we really appreciate your guys' contributions. Uh, this particular award is going to go to the strongest pitch that stood by itself in short concession with a really great discussion that we had. So it doesn't mm-hmm. hinge entirely on whether your pitch was good or bad. And it doesn't hinge entirely on whether our discussion was good or bad. Both of those things have to be the best. So, uh, the winner of this is villainous roommates by Jacob from Oregon. This, uh, this edge to pitch was a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, it was a great premise. And, uh, I honestly want to see this. I want to see this made and you guys can listen to this feature. Um, mm-hmm in the How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World review. Um, and the timestamp is 64 minutes and 26 seconds. And you can just jump in and go ahead and listen to it. It's probably about 20 minutes. If you guys are interested in submitting film ideas yourself and you want us to discuss it uh, in the way that we discuss other films, uh, you can go ahead and hit us up at uh, Facebook and Instagram at Casually Podcast, or you could shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com.
0: All right, and the final two awards are going to be a little bit different. These are personally given awards. Uh, So for the other awards, James and I had uh, a lot of discussion and arrived at one uniform consensus. But these two awards are different because there are two winners, one given by James and the other given by me. And no, there are no ties in this. (laughs) (laughs) And so we have two. The personal favorite award is first. This is our personal pick uh, for what we felt was the best movie that we reviewed uh, for me personally the winner is the Mandalorian season one uh, I really enjoyed this installment which was show ran show, run, show ran. the showrunner was Jon Favreau of Iron Man fame and uh, I just love the simplicity I just can't get over it Uh, Does it have flaws? Yes. Were there things I didn't like? Yes. But overall, there's such an inviting package that honestly really inspires me as a storyteller. When I look at a big world and want to tell a story, this is what I would turn to for inspiration.
1: And my personal favorite of the material that we reviewed was Jojo Rabbit, uh, which feels kind of like a cop-out because we already gave it the Achievement in Storytelling Award, but I personally enjoyed it just because... I am a fan of quirky stories. I'm a fan of stories that take risks, and this film balances comedy and seriousness very well. The tone is excellent, and the character performances are great all around. Uh, Everybody does comedy well. Everyone does uh, seriousness well. Um, The characters are well-rounded for the most part, unless if they exist solely as caricatures of uh, different parts of (laughs) 1940s Germany. But yeah, that's That's going to be my favorite from what we reviewed. And so the final award that we'll be giving out uh, is the Movie Recommendation Award, which um, is a little bit different from the rest of our awards. Uh, It includes a movie that both of us have seen but have not been reviewed. Uh, So Daniel has a recommendation and I have a recommendation uh, from movies that just recently came out. Um, so, my personal movie recommendation for all of you listeners is Knives Out, directed by Ryan Johnson. If you didn't like The Last Jedi, that's okay. Ryan Johnson is a very competent director, and you will see that in Knives Out. It's got a great cast, it's got a great direction, uh, great mystery, great plot. Uh, if you're into any sort of mystery genres, uh, I would highly
0: recommend this one. And for me, my movie recommendation is 1917, which came out in 2019. <laughs> 1917 is one of my favorite movies about war ever made. Uh, It does something that very few war movies I've noticed really do, and that is world building on a very intimate scale. Uh, This is such a different feeling war movie than what we're used to, edited and filmed in a way that makes it look like it was all filmed in one shot. In fact, as I was driving home with my family and we were talking about it, some of them refused to believe that this was anything except for one shot. That's how good of a movie and how good of the cinematography it was done. Roger Deakins helms the camera in this and he is considered one of the best directors of photography ever in the film industry. But for no other reason, watch it because of the story. This story is simple, it's straightforward, there's a hero's journey, and it's intense at times, but it's really well done. A groundbreaking achievement to be sure, both technically, and in storytelling. So guys, that's it. That was short, sweet, rapid fire. Those are our awards for all of not just 2019, but for season one of Casually Critical. We can't thank you guys enough so much for your support. James and I have established a tradition that is starting now, where our final season episode is before the Oscars. Which is this, our entertainment awards. And after this, we are taking a three or so week hiatus from making episodes. Is it because we're tired of doing this? Is it because we don't like discussing movies? Absolutely not. Over the past few months, we have received very valuable feedback from you guys about our show. And that's also why we love doing this. We want to hear how we can improve our craft. And please, if you have feedback to send us, do not hesitate, even if it is constructive criticism. So what we are doing is we are taking all of your constructive critiques and assembling it so that season two is going to be even more kick butt. Um, One of the things you guys mentioned was the length of our episodes, and yes... They are long, They're long times. They can, <laughs> two and a half they hours can exceed well. Sometimes. Yes. And, uh, and we agree. Uh, we think they are a little lengthy. James and I started this podcast because we love talking about movies. But we also have to acknowledge that because this is a public podcast, it isn't always about us. It's about you, the audience. And how can we find that medium ground without compromising our quality of material? And so rest assured that one of the many changes will be happening in Season 2 is... Creating more concise podcasts. We're also changing up our structure a bit so that it won't have to be spoiler-filled the whole time. But that's enough detail for now. James and I are actually planning on the next episode that we will record will be in more detail about what you can expect from season two, as well as some of the changes that are going to be that are going to be implemented.
1: And while you're waiting, we will be workshopping. We will be figuring out how exactly to do this. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep working. I mean. Pfft rest like we don't rest we never sleep we're just gonna keep we're gonna keep plugging away we're gonna make sure that this is a well-oiled machine uh one that is casual and one that is critical and one that you can enjoy and participate in
0: and i think that's a great way to end not just this episode but 22 episodes now of season one of what looks to be a great show i'm daniel and this is james and you've been listening to our podcast casually critical And if I may say, once again, for all of those of you who have been with us since the beginning, or even joined us in the middle, or perhaps this is your first Casually Critical episode, thank you so much for your support, and thank you for a kick butt, Season 1. Have a great evening. (laughs)